BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Z-Bot here with you. Live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a Monday night. It can only mean one thing. It is the smoke break. And as you can see by my backdrop, I'm not in the bot cave. I'm back in the homeland. I'm up in Rochester, New York, and I'm not alone tonight. I'm being joined by my Canadian brother. There he is. Oh, 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 oh. Rico. What is up, people? What's happening, everybody? What's good? We on the smoke break. Where's my Where's my cigar at? They got cigar anywhere? No, I got. You gotta spark it up, baby. You got something to smoke? <laughs> If you, if you got them, smoke them. We got a ton to talk about tonight. And to think I was going to say I was calling out the dogs tonight, potentially, because uh, well, we'll get into it in a second. I was thinking about maybe pushing tonight off till tomorrow because I was on the road for the last eight hours coming back to Rochester. Mariko says, come on, we got to give them a little something. something. Come on. I said, come no, on. we're not going to just give them a little. We're going to give them the whole bang because we got a ton to talk about tonight so much in store not only tonight but tomorrow as well me and rico you're catching us in a phenomenal mood tonight here on the mm. smoke break we are in a fantastic mood because you see me on the left side of your screen you see rico on the right side of your screen tomorrow night you will see us on the exact same side of your screen me and rico together tomorrow in buffalo because we got a lot of important business. Watch out. Care of in Buffalo. It's going what? down tomorrow. What? And we're going to keep it under wraps, of course, because you know we like to keep the good things under wraps until we can give them to you mm. in their final form. But we will say, if you are in the Buffalo area tomorrow, Rico, let them know where we're going to be and let them know what we want them to do tomorrow night. Bar Bill Come join your boys. Oh. We'll be hanging out, having some wings. If you guys live in the area, come through. Even if you live a 45-minute drive, bring More than ass to Bar Bill. If this you live in, coming up from Nova Scotia, what's your excuse? What is your excuse, people? Listen, take that, take your car, 
put some gas in that thing and drive on down. Even if you have an electric scooter, get in that little thing. Charge that thing up. Even more so if you got an electric scooter. Let's go west to Barbell. Let's go. Listen, ah. here's the deal. Here's the deal, okay? I got four words for you. Mm. Cajun, honey, butter, barbecue. Let's I got go. two more words for you. Bot, Rico. I got even two more words for you. Give it to Bar- me. Bill, okay. I got two more words for you. I got two oh, more here. words for you. Ranch sauce. Oh, I got two <laughs> more words for you. Get out. Get <laughs> that. Here's Let's the deal. go. Here's the deal. Me and Rico, we got important biz to take care of tomorrow during the day in Buffalo. But tomorrow night, we will be at Barbell. Time to be determined. Follow social media, me, Rico, and the Buffalo Fanatics. On Twitter, we will keep you apprised. We are going to do a live Rico Report smoke break mashup from Barbell. I have no idea how we're going to do that. I have no idea how we're going to work the logistics out. But let me tell you this. Last time we were in Buffalo together, we did it from a damn Arby's. If we can't pull it off in Barbell, then nobody can. Okay? Nobody. So come and join us if you're in the area. Like, like Rico said, get on your electric scooter, yep. your moped. Get down to Barbell, Barbell, Cajun Honey Butter Barbecue, and the Buffalo Fanatics, boys. I don't know how it gets much better than that. It doesn't. It doesn't get any much better than that. And we're gonna we're gonna fill our bellies. And uh, I mean, there there could be Arby's on the horizon. You never know. But I think we're just gonna skip the Arby's and just do the Barbell and just call it a day and have a good old time and have and and listen. There's, there's gonna be lots to talk about. But uh, yeah. But I mean, news around the league, man. News I around mean, the league. Got- Bills are making making moves. I mean, I'm I making all the moves that I did. I'm not the ones that I'm, I've, I've been waiting for have not happened. They're doing all the other moves, but that move, Rick. I'm telling you. Well, listen. Let's talk about the one that that that's standing out. That uh, I think it's got it's got it's got Bills Mafia kind of feeling some type of way. Let's do it. Um, and it, it's 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 Ed Oliver, yeah. right? And I want to ask you. I don't want to ask the people that are watching right now. And I want to watch our, our ask our viewers, our supporters, right? What positives can we draw for this at all of extension, right? We already know that Ed's going to be with us for quite some time. Four-year deal, 68 million. Listen, 68 mil, 45 mil guaranteed. He's making money. Now, when you when you count that fifth year, it turns out to be like 15 mil, 15 five, which get which turns him into like the 13th between the 13th and 17th highest paid defensive tackle, right? So by the time that it's all said and done, few guys get their extensions, he'll be, the deal will look really good next year. But as of right now, when you hear the numbers, you're like, but then when you really think about it, it's not a bad deal. Now, we can talk about all the negatives. We can talk about all the things that, oh, we didn't get this and we didn't get that, but we're here to talk about the positives. So my man bot, give me something that, you know me, that gets you excited for this Ed Oliver extension. What can you, what do you look forward to and seeing from my guy, Eddie? Well, by the way, I just want to get this off the bat right now. This is just the tip of the iceberg. As you know, tonight we got, there's just a ton. This is right off the bat. That's why we're getting right into this. We got right into it. a ton. So if just make sure you're locked in tonight, mm. because we got it. This is just the beginning. And if you know us, this right here could be an hour and we got plenty to do. So just don't go anywhere. Yes, All sir. Right. We're starting off with that Oliver on the first aspect of the long docket tonight um so a positive i'm taking away from this if we're going to start with the positives because that's what we like to do we like to look at the silver linings we like to look at the full side of the half filled glass you look at this signing you look at what was not signed or re-signed i should say a month ago in tremaine Edmonds. Mm. i look at this two different ways 
But the one way I do look at it, we're talking about positives. The first positive I immediately recognize, one of these two guys were kept. These are guys drafted by Brandon Bean that were supposed to be the future of this defense. Tremaine Edmonds, you could argue, he upheld his end of the bargain to some extent, especially last season. Now, did he command the money that the Chicago Bears gave him and were the Bills willing to do that? Obviously not. And for that reason, I was fine with moving on. Because as you look at it today, do you hear a lot of people continuously, and and this is coming from a fan base in Buffalo and a Twitter sphere in Buffalo, that if they got something to complain about, and I'm part of it, if there's something to complain about, you're going to see it. I do not see a whole lot of complaining about Tremaine Edmonds not being re-signed. So what I'm looking at here is the Bills probably made, you can't even say probably, they did make the right move in not paying the money that nobody saw coming towards Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, you know, Chicago had an infinite amount of money to spend this year. We all know they put that money towards defense. They did so with Tremaine Edmonds. When I saw him move on, the next immediate question was, was of course, Ed Oliver. And then... When I look at this defense in its totality, going into this season alone, we're already we're already entering a massive change. Leslie Frazier, and that's another thing we could talk about today as well. Mm, because that came out of nowhere. Uh, all of a sudden, he's he's going and visiting the Packers and the Giants. I don't know what's going on there. That situation continuously gets more and more interesting. It's been interesting since the jump, but it doesn't matter. The moral of the story, as far as the the changes going into the season, Sean McDermott is the sole defensive play caller. That is a massive change. Not to mention the fact that we are very, we are a very short window away here from Micah Hyde not being on this team, okay? From Jordan Poyer not being on this team. That in itself right there, this defense is dramatically different. You know what this defense looks like when one of those guys isn't on the field, much less both. Ed Oliver could could have very likely had been another one of those losses in addition to an already lost Tremaine Edmonds. The biggest positive you look at is one of those guys, whether you love him or not, he was retained. And I think that is a positive. The way Brandon Bean, when he came into this offseason, he was nearly $19 million over the cap. Crazy. You have got to absolutely tip your cap from the top of your head to your toes in, towards what he has done this offseason. And that includes the draft. This was probably the best draft the Buffalo Bills have had Since Josh Allen, I don't even think you can argue it. I think already on paper, this is the best draft the Bills have had since drafting the franchise quarterback. Then you look at all the restructuring he has been able to do to get under the cap while continuously re-signing guys and also adding players that were much needed. Brandon Bean, I mean, just when you thought he couldn't outdo himself, he has. I think the biggest positive when I look at this is that they went out and were able to retain Ed Oliver. When I follow up on the positive of Ed Oliver in in himself, he must have, these, I look at Brandon Bean as a guy, and I say this all the time, I, I, I trust him blindly almost. I just have an infinite amount of faith in the guy. We all do. I like it. I, I, you're right. Yeah, I know you share the same uh, opinion I do. But I, I want to see where you're going with this. I love yeah. this. They let Tremaine Edmonds walk. If they wanted Tremaine Edmonds to stay, they would have found a way to pay that money that Chicago did. Because as you've seen, Brandon Bean's pulling money out of his ass. If they were going to, if they, if they sat around and said, we're not losing Tremaine Edmonds, they weren't going to lose him. But they let him walk. There has to be a reason that Ed Oliver is a Buffalo Bill for the foreseeable future today. Maybe we don't see it. 
Maybe it was better last year. It was better last year than it's been. Maybe he hasn't hit that ceiling yet. Because you hope he hasn't. Because in my opinion, he certainly hasn't. He hasn't reached the potential Brandon Bean thought he would. But you have to think, when you're sitting around that table after already letting Tremaine Edmonds go, after letting Devin Singletary go, of course, after a litany of guys they have let go throughout the years here because of the money and because of the fact that this is going to be a common occurrence moving forward as Josh Allen's contract continuously starts to get bigger and bigger. They sat around that table today and said, Ed Oliver is worth that $68 million price tag. I trust them more than I trust myself when it comes to a decision like this. And we already have seen that they are willing to let a guy that they drafted in the first round on this same defense walk because of finances. They, they thought Ed Oliver was worth keeping. That right there in itself, whether you love the guy or not, and I understand both sides, and I don't really know why you would absolutely love Ed Oliver right now because he has not, cemented himself into that guy that you're saying this is the defense, but he is also not that guy that you say, I'm, I'm fine with letting him walk and look in the other way. I think we still have the best to come from Ed Oliver. I think Brandon Bean today showed you, and that's exactly what this front office is thinking as well. You know what, but, and here's the thing. And, and, and I have to, I have to preface this to folks in the chat right now. We are talking about the positives. We know the challenges we've had with Ed Oliver. We know the challenge we've had with, frankly, a lot of the guys on the, on this defense. I mean, you just look look back at the Bengals game and you could just point at whoever you want to point at. There were some rough moments, right? But we want to talk about the positive. We want to see, we want to talk about what he's going to bring to the table. And I'll tell you this, there's one thing that stands out to me with Ed Oliver and it's, and it's pressure. And people might not realize this, but Ed Oliver was a top five defensive tackle when it came to pressure. 11.6% pressure rate from the defensive tackle position do you know who 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 was amongst that he, he was he was above Aaron Donald Aaron Donald is one of the is the best defensive tackle in the game and he was amongst that company Deron Payne I believe was one of the Jonathan Allen I believe was one of them as well so you've got potential you've got great potential and Ed Oliver has he tapped into it all the way through dude there there are guys that get into their prime a little later right He's still he's probably still kind of getting getting the flow of the game. There were some bumps in the road this last path this past year. I mean, the first five, six games, he was hurt. He was nursing a foot injury. So you you didn't really get what you needed from Ed Oliver. And then the whole every I mean, I'm gonna use it. Everybody had their issues in in the season, right? The the the, the being displaced twice, uh, the DeMar Hamlet. I mean, everybody was dealing with something. So did we get our full potential from Ed Oliver? No. But these are not why these contracts are given to these players. Not about what you gave me. It's what you're going to give me. And I think they see a lot of potential in Ed, Ol- in Ed Oliver. Furthermore, if you if you think about it, when we were last in the middle of the season, we kept on bringing up, hey, guys, we've got we've got a potential problem here. We've got to we've got to do something about Jordan Poyer. We've got to do something about Ed Oliver. We've got to do something about uh, Tremaine Edmonds. And polls were put out. If you had to let go of one and retain two, which would it be? Majority of folks are saying, Tremaine Edmonds, I'll see you later. So this is on par with what we as fans wanted mid-year. So get on board. He's going to be with the team for quite some time now, another, at least another two to three years, 45 mil guaranteed. So just understand that Von Miller's coming back. Greg Rousseau's going to his third year. Daquan Jones is right next to him. You know what I'm saying? Puno Ford's on the squad. So we've got, we fortified the interior line. So this is going to allow him to free up. Not to mention, he's got versatility. 
You could put him on the edge. You could put him at the one tech. You put him at the three tech. You've got versatility when it comes to a guy like Ed Oliver. So you got to look at the positives in the signing of Ed Oliver. I think it's going to be big. I think he's going to be motivated now. You're, you're home. You're going to be home for a while. So buckle down and let's get this championship. And the last point I'm going to make is this. You've got an aggressive style defensive coordinator in Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott is going to unleash. Sean McDermott is going to, I don't want to even bring this name up, but there was a moment in time where Starla Tule was, was, was nice like that. Starla Tule was, was, you know what I'm saying, a cog in that defense. So maybe this is where we, uh, Sean McDermott untaps, right? He gets to the core and gets this boy rolling and we can get the potential, the top 10 pick that we drafted in that Oliver. We'll see what he brings to the table. I, I'm excited for the, the, the positives that he brings to the table. Now, we can get into the negatives. We can get into the things that 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 bother us. I mean, there's one thing that stands out to me, but I don't know about you, but when I when I look at a top 10 pick and he's only giving me 14 sacks in four years, I got a problem. I got a problem with that, right? So I, I need more production in in what we want to call finishing, right? You press the pressure rate is there, you're you're putting pressure, you're collapsing the pocket, but we got to finish. We got to bring the big boys down. So this is what I want to see more from with Ed Oliver. But I'm not mad at this move, man. I, I'd rather Ed Oliver over the Tremaine Edmonds. I'm just saying. So, but I'm good with it. Uh, I think there's some good positives. Are there, are there things that kind of have you concerned with Ed Oliver going into you know, his extension? I don't know if it's a concern, but I did find this incredibly interesting. And, and not to transition to this uh, point. Yeah, this is coming next. But I did find this incredibly interesting that essentially in the same 24 hours in which you re-sign at Oliver, you then go and add more edge pressure, more defensive line pressure with Leonard Floyd. I do find it interesting that it continuously seems that the swings that Brandon Bean has been trying to make at this defensive line have not, this is, this is basically a fact. We have seen this play itself out just based on the continuous moves. We've seen it. It, all these swings. They have yet to go over the fence. There, there has yet to be that home run swing. I did find it interesting that almost within the t- same 24-hour period, you kind of add, not not to say it's the same positional group, but it's the same area of the field. You add more to that side of the, that aspect of the game while re-signing at Oliver. I just, I look at this, and this is, what, this is what I think of. It's back to what I was just saying. I want to know, and I'll never know, we'll never know. I, I just, I'm very interested what the conversation was surrounding at Oliver going into this re-signing and how close it was to not, happening or how certain it was that Ah. it was going to happen that is very interesting to me uh it it obviously how long has it been now since Tremaine Edmonds has left left this team well over a month this took time to play out and I think if you surveyed the majority of hardcore Bills fans who are well in the know I think the majority of you would have told you Ed Oliver's probably not going to get a an extension from this team based on the current cap structure and I, I, I can't believe, still, Brandon Bean has been able to navigate it the way he has. But I think a lot of people were getting real close to saying, even if they wanted to keep Ed Oliver, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be in the cards. The other question you have to ask yourself now, too, is with Ed Oliver being re-signed, what does this mean for a Gabe Davis, potentially, or other players that are going to be coming down the pipeline that you're going to be wondering the same thing about very soon here? You're going to be wondering what's going to happen with them and their future here in Buffalo. They... This is what brings me back to this positive. This was worth the money 
to Brandon Bean. I also look at the number, and this is just what happens nowadays. When you look at these numbers, they're just gross anymore. No matter what it is, these numbers are absurd at every position, and that's just because that's where we're at in the NFL. You can't even look at it anymore for the dollar amount because it, it just doesn't mean anything. It, 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 frankly, I look at these contracts anymore, and I just say, okay, well, what does it even matter? We, like I just like I keep referencing, we came into this offseason with one of the worst cap situations in the NFL. You wouldn't have known it. Wasn't I mean, good. You wouldn't have known it. It doesn't matter. I, I you I think you look if you look at it, I don't have the number offhand, but I think if you look at this new contract, it, it's not like it's near the top of the uh of the pace cycle. He he took a decent contract with Buffalo compared to what I think it would be. Let me pull these numbers up. I'm well, almost you you keep, I'm gonna try to pull these numbers of his his yeah. contract up right now. Yeah, it up here. Now I, I I wonder. See, this just goes back to the whole conversation in itself. I wonder what the negotiation process was like. Because clearly, it took some time. Like I said, Tremaine Edmonds. This has been over a month since he has left the team. It wasn't like Ed Oliver was an immediate resigning. Now, granted, I think that it takes longer to resign a guy than it does to move off of, and as we've seen play out, that usually is the case. But I think that this contract, even though it looks like a lot. It's probably beneficial to Buffalo. You also have to remember, and this is something I I, I continuously reiterate because I just don't think we are of the full understanding how dramatically different this defense is going to be not too long from now. They're probably sitting around saying, do we really want to continuously keep swinging all over the place here trying to find something? It's not like Ed Oliver is, it's not, you can't put him in the pantheon of of the great defensive tackles in this game right now. Not yet. Not yet. And when I say great, I'm talking about, you know, when you think okay. the best defensive tackles in the game, I don't think anybody's coming up to you and saying that Oliver. With no. that said, with that said, they were saying the same thing about Matt Milano when it comes to linebackers two years ago. You don't know what's going to happen. Then all of a sudden everybody woke up. Oh, I mean, we knew this. We saw the writing on the wall, and it happened, and then everybody saw it. They're probably looking at this and thinking, Ed Oliver is far closer to the topper. They're not the topper. I don't know what kind of English I'm using right now. No, he's, he's, he's up there. He's got the potential right. to be up there. Ed Oliver is far closer to the top of that list than he is the bottom. We're going to let that walk and take another swing when we already know two of our best overall defensive players, not only on our team, but in this league, are going to be gone soon. We know Tredavious White is coming off an ACL. We don't know what the status is going to be with him going yeah. forward, talking about the all-pro that he used to be. That's these are conversations that had to have been had, Rico. And, and keep and keep this in mind, man. Like the, this, listen, it's it's not rocket science. You see what Brandon Bean is doing. Brandon Bean did the same thing with Josh Allen when he was like, "Hold on a second, Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I got a whole lot of quarterbacks coming up. That's going to be more, uh, Herbert. These guys are going to be asking for a lot of money, and I do not want to get into a pissing match with this guy. So I'm going to do this now, and I'm going to do it early, so I don't have to be in this whole." Uh, this I got to pay my quarterback big money. So guess what? They paid Josh Allen early. They paid him fair. They gave him good money. Don't get me wrong. And now they can sit pretty and say, okay, we don't have to worry about this contract anymore. Now Lamar Jackson just paid, just got paid huge. Obviously, you already know uh, Herbert's going to get paid money. Burrow is going to be one of, is going to be probably the top paid quarterback out there. So we did it well. We did it. We did it the smart way. So no different than what we did with Ed Oliver. Could you imagine? We don't do anything with Ed Oliver. We let him play on his $10 million uh, fifth-year option, right? And he goes out and gives you a 12-sack season. 12-sack season, freaking 42 tackle for loss. And now, yesterday's price ain't today's price. So now you're going to have to let not only your first-round draft pick and Tremaine Edmonds walk, you're not going to let 
freaking Ed Oliver walk. How bad would that look on Brandon yeah. Dean? Two first-round picks you weren't able to retain, and you let them walk and go somewhere else. So he's like, you know what? I let one go. I ain't let another one go. So I'm going to bring back Ed Oliver based on what I believe he's going to give me. If yeah. I can surround him with some good pieces on this team, he should have a freaking solid, solid year. And don't forget, McDermott's there. They, they put Puna Ford in there. They got Daquan Jones coming back. This should be a very solid interior line. So I'm looking big time forward to seeing what Ed Oliver is able to do. Yeah. Yeah, yes, he's got some some liabilities. But, folks, who doesn't have any liabilities, man? Now, let's go back to the numbers. I just found him, Rico. And I, I, understand, I understand the sentiment surrounding the number. This is back to what I just said. You look at that price tag and you're thinking, oh, my God, for a defensive tackle. And I don't know if he's hit his ceiling yet. Is he going to hit his ceiling? Has he proved that he's worth that contract? It's not even in the top 10. It's not even a top 10 contract at the position, folks. He is the 11th highest paid defensive tackle in the league right now. You're, you're doing that. You're not going to find a better replacement. You're just not. Even if you don't love Ed Oliver, okay, you're going to have to find someone to fill the shoes. Are you going to find somebody better for that price? You're not. You're not. And these are the these are the chess matches that you're going to have to get yourself into now with you when you look at the, the cap situation the Bills are going to be faced with with Josh Allen at quarterback forever. And we all know we want Josh Allen playing quarterback till the man can't move any longer. Okay. If that's going to be the case, we are going to be in a situation where money is going to be tight all the time. It is. And I'm looking at this, Rico. If I'm getting yeah. an Ed Oliver. Yeah, 11th overall pay at that position. I, I, I he's going to get dropped. He's going to get a drop. There's going to be guys that get paid. Of course, even you just said today's price is not tomorrow's. And you there know, you, go. you look at that number today, Rico, that number a year from now, you're going to be, what do we say all the time? I mean, Josh Allen today, folks, is free. He is free. <laughs> you're going to be looking at that, Oliver. Say he had, with, with that defense set up this, the way it is this year, Rico. And I hope you all cherish every second this year. Back to what I keep saying, because I can't say it enough. I am going to soak in every second of this defense this year. This is going to be as good as it gets for a long time. A long time. It, it, you have you know, to look at this, right? You have to look at this, Rico, and think, Ed Oliver, he, he, he's the he's, you Think about the guys you have to worry about in this defense, Rico. Ed Oliver can thrive in this defense. That's what they got to be looking at here. And I like the I like the fact that you brought that up. And 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 oh, hold on, I got I got a super chat coming in from my man James. James, how are we, James? James says, okay. Can uh, Can and Bills connection? <laughs> I like that. The I love Canadian American Bills connection. Eighty dollars, Papa. I always love that. That's how you know who's gonna be the odd man out as far as pass rushers with the Floyd signing, BB or AJ. Listen, James, you're jumping the gun. We're gonna get there. We want to talk about our guy, Ed Oliver, and the things he's going to bring. Like to we the said, there's a ton today. I mean, it's like a random Monday in June. We're loaded. Believe, <laughs> believe me, we're going we're gonna to get into that. Uh, but in, in terms of what, uh, what, uh, what Bob was saying, like in terms of like the contract that we're going to give, uh, that we've given Ed Oliver and where he's going to be. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, this is business. And Brandon Bean is, is, is primo when it comes to making business moves. And, uh, and this was a business move that he made with Ed Oliver. And uh, things, listen, things are going to get better, especially with, with what this defense is going to be bringing us. Uh, my man, uh, Jarge, Jarge, says sacks are, are so overrated. I've never heard such a foolish statement in my lifetime. Can I tell you why real quick? Can I tell you why? And you agree with it, and I disagree I with that. And I want to tell you why that. in this particular circumstance. And this Talk goes back to what I was just saying about him thriving in this defense. You're looking at, how many guys on this defense currently can rack up sacks right now? I don't care if one person balls out. If it's by committee, 
you might look at the end of the year individually and say, that's not amazing. Von Miller can rack it up. Leonard Floyd coming in can rack it up. Greg right. Rousseau just had the most sacks he's had in a single season. Ed Oliver can, can rack it up. Matt Milano, we know he gets back there time and again. We're talking about by committee here, Rico. When I think of sacks by the individual, of course, when you're talking about a guy like Aaron Donald, that's where you're looking at. I mean, these are the, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the, the undisputed top in the game. That's what you look at. But when I look at this defense currently, and this goes back to what I was just saying, you, well, listen, is any <laughs> Bruce Smith is your equivalent to Aaron Donald right now. This is what I'm talking about. That is the pantheon of the defensive tackle position. Absolutely, absolutely. But what, what, I'm, what I'm talking about here is when I say cherish this defense, look at what I'm talking about here. I just listed off five guys that could have God knows how many sacks. And if, yep. not, if one of them doesn't light it up, multiple, you know, double digits, multiple guys getting double digits, you could look at it and still say these guys dominated and not one guy had a tremendous sack stat count. That's why I look at that statement and say I tend to agree with it because I look at this defense. It could be more so by committee than it could be individual accolades. All right, and I hear you. And I hear you. And, and at the end of the day, this is about looking for the positives in this Ed Oliver uh, signings and the one th- uh, re-signings. And, and the one thing that stands out to me right now is Ed Oliver played 13 games last year. 13 games as opposed to 17 full freaking season the year before the year prior and uh he what he had four sacks that year uh he had um what 10 tackles for loss he had 14 qb hits right so we're gonna get the best version of of our guy ed oliver because now what 25 years of age he's only gonna mature he's only getting better and he's gonna get he's he's going into his prime right then with a new contract doesn't have to worry about anything let's get after it so to me I'm 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 big. I'm okay with this signing. At first, I was questioning it. Don't get me wrong. And I, I let's if we're gonna be real, let's be real. I was like, huh, that me contract too. I did not see coming. I did me not too. see it coming. I thought they were gonna let him play it out, ten mil, and then okay, you can you can walk. Or we decided to listen. You had a great year. Let's renegotiate. Let's talk about it. Let's extend you, and so on and so forth. I didn't expect this deal this soon. And I think a lot of us are sitting here thinking the same thing. When you saw this happen, you're like, whoa. At Oliver signing, what, what, why, why now? What, where did this come from? But here's the thing, Brandon Bean's playing chess. Hey, so, you answered this, it already. You answered it. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. He's playing chess, folks, because with this Ed Oliver signing, and this is going to be a perfect segue, with this Ed Oliver signing, it made some room because we, we were broke. We were broke as a joke. And then Ed Oliver gets the extension, and all of a sudden, boom, bingo, bango, we bring in Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, former Rams player, drafted by the Bears. Uh, so what he's what he's he's 29, almost 30 years of age. Folks, the late ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean struck again. And we didn't see this one coming. The same way we didn't see Von Miller signing. I didn't <laughs> see this one coming out of nowhere. Oh, what? Leonard Floyd signs a one-year deal with the Bills. And guess what, folks? We have the numbers. It's not. It's not concrete. We don't know the the breakdown because there's always incentives. It's always base salary. There's always a signing bonus. That's why I don't bonus. care. I'm just like, what is? What does it matter? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. He's getting paid regardless, right? So I mean, he signed a he signed a one year deal before he signed an extension with the Rams. He signed it for a ten mil ten year ten mil. Oh, man. Year. So this is kind of in in the boat. He's just a little older. So a nine million dollar deal signed by my guy Leonard Floyd. And it's like a, a base of seven mil. And then you're going to see the breakdown happen soon. So Leonard Floyd has a one-year deal with the Bills. Uh, and there's obviously going to be guys on the bubble. And this is where the Super Chat came in from James 
on who's going to be in the bubble. But before we get onto the bubble, let's talk about what Leonard Floyd brings to this team. Now, listen, folks, three years. I'm going to go back three years, right? And the one thing that I feel that we were missing when Von Miller left was the ability to get after the quarterback and finish and bring them down. But I know Caroline ain't going to let you come into the bedroom and do all your nastiness and not finish the job. You got to finish the job. You can't no, get it started. It always delivers. You can't warm it up and leave the plate sitting there with a perfectly fine meal on the plate. You got to finish the meal. And a lot of times, a lot of the guys on this team were warming the plate up, whether it was in the microwave, whether it was in the air fryer, and not finishing their meal. You got to finish the meal. And that's exactly what they weren't doing. So Leonard Floyd comes in three years. The last three years, he's got 29 sacks in 50 games, folks. He's putting nine and a half sacks. I got the, I got the numbers up. Just give me a second here. Let me pull, the, pull this up for y'all, right? Uh, Len, listen, Mr. Leonard Floyd, for the last three years, his sack totals, nine, nine and a half, and ten and a half. Folks, he's on the back end of his prime of his, prime of his career, right? So this is where we get to take full advantage. This is where we get to come in and, and, and take pretty much full advantage now a lot more a lot might think ah this is kind of like a mario addison situation i don't know if i'm too thrilled about that mario addison folks was one in his 30s <laughs> you feel me he was what 33 34 this is a 29 30 year old cat that is ready to get after it and you get to pair him again with von miller let's go folks let's go and this gives von miller an opportunity to sit on the pup list it used to be six weeks on the pup now you're down to four he's not going to either hey listen man the, the, the doc says sit your ass out. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Well, but, speaking of him, I'm go just, ahead. They're 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 uh, they're they're Aaron Donald away from bringing the band back together and going and winning another Super Bowl here. I mean, it's unbelievable. But what you're saying is completely accurate. I mean, do we do we forget two years ago that the, the two guys that are currently on this Bills defense were two prominent figures on a Super Bowl championship mm. LA Rams team that was oh, won oh. by their defense. That game was terrible. That game was awful. That defense was incredible. And as you are seeing with the Rams currently, and it's no no secret, they're 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 the f them picks mentality is coming back to get you. This is they knew this was going to happen, and we've said this before. We would sell our soul ten times over, twice on Sunday, for the same thing they did, and it's coming back to roost. Now they're going to have to cut pieces. They're cutting it. They're letting it go on the defense, and that's why Von Miller was let go when he was and not resign. That's the same thing going on here with Leonard Floyd. But you're looking at the age. You're looking at the pieces surrounding him, and you're looking at what he's delivering. I mean, last year he was tied for 15th in sacks. He was tied for third in assisted tackles, which you know is key at that position. Right. And then, you know, nine sacks from a guy at that age in addition to what he is being surrounded by already on this team. For the price tag for one year, how can you not – Love this. The other thing I absolutely love about this too, and it goes back to the Ed Oliver situation. It goes back to the Greg Rousseau situation. I don't, I don't think it's talked about enough. The amount of, and I actually, I, I asked this to, I asked Brandon Bean this to his face, point blank. I met Brandon Bean out in Nashville. I asked him point blank. I said, how Start much on them hoes? Let's go, man. You know how it is. You know how it is. Rico. When I'm in the, when I'm in Nash Vegas, I got to go up to my man Bean <laughs> See what the deal is. Let's go. I said, how much did the Von Miller signing, you know, how much did that have to do with the veteran leadership? He said, it's, he said it was invaluable. And we all knew that. And mm -hmm. I, the first thing I thought of, in addition to what we already know, the first ballot Hall of Fame Von Miller was bringing to the table. With the aging, you knew that in addition to what he brings to the field, but 
with the knowledge that it might not be Denver Broncos' Von Miller. You know that with that young core that Brandon Bean is trying to age into being a beast of their own, having a guy that has never been better at the position, arguably, than Von Miller, one of the best of all time, obviously, is invaluable. Now you're bringing in a guy in Leonard Floyd who has not only a rapport with Von Miller, but that same veteran presence who's been one of the better outside linebackers in this league for quite some time. I think that in itself is massive. I think that benefits a guy like Ed Oliver, who we were just talking about. It benefits Greg Rousseau. You saw that on display last year. Greg Rousseau had a phenomenal year last year, much better than we anticipated based on the year prior. And I think that had, there was no way you can't credit that to the Von Miller presence and what that added, not only in addition to what I think that was brought to the locker room, but of course the, the aging as well with that, you know, with that surrounding. And I look at this as well. And I think that when you add both together and it's back to the point I was making about the committee, I look at these guys and there's just a cycle of guys right now on this defense. Everywhere you look, you got a guy that you absolutely can trust. I, I, I love it for the money, for the period of time and the way that I think it blends together. I absolutely love it. And, and here's the thing, man. And, and for those that are, are wondering like, Oh, you know what? I, know too much about Leonard Floyd. I mean, I haven't seen too much of his game. Well, let me, let me just give you a little clip of what you can foresee in this Bills defense. This Bills defense that's going to be aggressively run by Sean McDermott. No pass, no passive play calls. It's going to be aggressive. Get after your ass all day, every day. So just a little clip from our guy, Leonard Floyd. Just kind of give you an idea. Play clock all the way down. Hill on third and 18. Second straight sack. This time it's Leonard Floyd. He's going to go up and under on Landon Young. And you see Landon Young just could not handle the power. Leonard Floyd gets up there so quickly, gets right into the base of Landon Young, puts him off balance, gets underneath. Eighth play for the Saints. Dalton scrambling in trouble. Down he goes. Second sack for Leonard Floyd today. Leonard Floyd playing a big role in that, not allowing Rodgers to get on the edge. Third down and goal now. Rodgers is sacked. And this defense is still playing. Leonard Floyd. Snap it quick. Rodgers with pressure. Floyd got him. And what a job by this Rams defense. They started yapping at each other again. Off the play fake. Smith looking. Oh, oh no. Middle, it's the second pick of the day for Jalen Ramsey. His fourth of the season. The hit on Geno Smith as he got rid of it. And Ramsey with his second pick. Of- so, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're going to get on this team. We've got a guy that's got a motor. He's getting after it. You can stand him up. You can put his hand in the ground. You can rush him from the left. You can rush him from the right. You've got a a solid pass rusher that allows Von Miller to chill, and you got a veteran guy on the squad. You can't go wrong with this. But can we talk about the defense for a second? I, talk about I, it. I mean, it's just hitting me. I'm going to say it again. Savor this season. Let's just run through it top to bottom here. You got the best tandem in the backfield in the league. When out. Jordan Poyer. Love it. Far not. Tredavious White, I'm, I'm fully, I'm in full belief. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting any stake on a six-game sample size last season when he was hesitant to come back. 
He knew that that injury at that position, obviously at any position in the NFL, an ACL tear is brutal. Yep. Cornerback position, I would argue, might be the worst. That and wide receiver. Because your, your ability to move on a dime, it, it, it is more important than any other position. He's going to be back. He's had a whole other year to rehab. I have a ton of confidence in him. Kyrie Elam, we're waiting to see it. But that is a first-round pick right there that you're hoping. Sky's the limit there, right? You're hoping. That's, that's your back. Matt Milano, you could argue, might be one of the best line. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm a belief in it. I don't know how you feel. But I, I know how you feel, but I, how everybody else feels. Matt Milano, I mean, I can't stress enough how much I absolutely love Matt Milano. One of the most underrated players in this league. Surefire, one of the best linebackers in this league. You got him. Boom. Right there. All pro. Leonard Floyd. Now, lined up with him. I go up to the front. I now have Von Miller. I have Greg Rousseau. I have Ed Oliver. I have Puna Ford. This defense right now, folks, everywhere you look, it's just absolutely phenomenal. It looks great on paper. I know it. It And I'm asking, but damn, we go right now. Right now. Yeah. And listen, and I'm not going to take away your excitement, but, but you know me. I can I can give you the side of excitement, but now we got to get to the nitty gritty on the 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 other side, the other side of the 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 sunshine and rainbows because there's there's some there's some dark days, right? right. And I'm gonna go back. I gotta go back. Let me let me take this down because I gotta go back to the Ed Oliver signing, right? And uh, we we have some some faithful followers of ours. We've got some faithful folks that are saying, folks, you you guys ain't keeping it real. You're not keeping it real. I want you guys to keep it real. Don't fluff us. Give us the goods on, on how you feel about this. This truly how you feel about Ed Oliver, this signing. And our guy, Jeff King, never holds his tongue. And I love every bit of it. He says, too much BS coming from you guys. All right. Uh-oh. If you expect anything from you two, it's honesty, not optimism. I've heard both of you criticize Oliver's play for this draft status on several occasions. So reward him now. Listen, he's calling us out. So, Bot, you want to take well, this? Yeah, I will. The other side? Because you know you know the respect for Jeff King. It's, no it's calculable. But I would have to implore Jeff King to go back and maybe re-listen to what it was that we said because I I didn't sit here and say, and I, I, I point blank said, Ed Oliver is not one of the best defensive tackles in this league. Ed Oliver has not hit the ceiling that I would envision Brandon Bean thought he would have when they drafted him. However, what I did say is we're getting him at the 11th overall price tag at that position, you let him walk, you're going to have to find a replacement. If you do, is he going to be as good as Ed Oliver? And if he is, is he going to be as as affordable as Ed Oliver? I also said that I think Ed Oliver is much closer to the top than I think he is to the bottom. And when I look at that aspect of things for the money, for the camaraderie he already has being drafted by Brandon Bean with this team, with the expectation that he is going to continue to get better, and I think we all felt that last year he did, for that amount of money, Back to what you point the point you made as well, Rico, and I think it's a very good point. I think it has to be factored in. How does it look to let both Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver walk in the same year when you both were when they were both drafted by Brandon B in the first round? That is an absolute factor. I look at all of those things paired together, and I think the money, and I think, and I know Jeff said this earlier. I saw him in the chat say it. And I this is where I think he is getting this mindset from. And I think this is fair because a lot of people do this, including myself. You look at that $68 million or so, and you're thinking, man, that just seems like an insane amount of money for a guy that we all feel has not hit that ceiling, or that has not hit that upper echelon category. But you look at the numbers, and I think what he has done with the potential of what he can do 
that number for that time period with the knowledge that there's going to be guys on this defense leaving, there already has been guys who have left, I think it all comes together. And like you said, I think you put it perfectly. I'm fine with it, and I'm optimistic about it. I don't look at it. There's nothing that I look at about it and say, Bills dropped the ball on this one. I don't see it being a negative. Because like like what you said as well, and this is another thing you have to factor in. You don't do that. You don't get a letter for it, potentially. You don't, have an, you don't have additional money to move around. These are things that have to be done. I think the more you look at it, there's more positives than there are negatives when it comes to keeping that Oliver on this team. Now, and listen, I, and I like the optimism, but and I and this is why this is great because Bot 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 it Bot will keep it a buck. He will off, uh, absolutely. You will he will keep it a buck, but he's more on the positive side for sure. I've been known to be a little negative sometimes, and I'm trying to stay on the positive side, but I will keep it a buck here because we've had our complaints with Ed Oliver. And let me let me start with this. When Ed Oliver was drafted, I was like, okay, we got ourselves a mini Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is 6'6", 260. He's not, he's not, he's, he's what, six feet, six one, right? So we got Ed Oliver at 6'1", 280. My man's got little, I don't want to call him T-Rex arms, but he's got shorter arms, right? 31 inches, 30 inches, give or take, right? So you ain't going to jack anybody up because they're just going to, you know what I mean, hold you down, right? When you draft somebody, and I know this is exactly what, People that want to really get the nitty gritty want to hear when you draft somebody in the top 10. And this is these are my words, because I've said this before. You want you want first of all, you draft somebody in the first round. You want an impact player and you want a player that's going to be a pillar in your defense. Can we honestly say that Ed Oliver is a pillar in this defense? I can't say that yet. It's still there's still room for. And I think we can both say we can prove on that. But there are some moments where Ed Oliver disappears. Ed Oliver's on his backside. Ed Oliver gets run out the way. Ed Oliver gets pushed back into the pocket and then gushes for 250 yards. So there are those moments that we've seen from Ed Oliver that we're going to have to get improvement from. That's why you don't sign a guy for what he gave you. You sign a guy for what he's going to give you. So if Ed Oliver knows that he's got to improve in that facet of the game, you know he's going to have to, he's going to have no choice but to do it, right? And guess what? Every contract, it ain't no full-time guaranteed contract, right? If we want to get out of it, you know damn well we're going to be able to get out of it. It's just what it is, right? Look what the Arizona Cardinals just did to D-Hop. They got out of that, and they ate 21 mil dead cap. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying I know that there are some negatives on Ed Oliver's game, but you don't sign him for the negative. You sign him for what he's going to give you, and that's pressure. That's collapsing the pocket, and that's allowing everybody else to get to a job, right? Don't forget, everybody's got their op- they got their job. The one tech, stuff that middle, don't let anything happen. The three tech, get after that quarterback and put some pressure, collapse that pocket. And that's what Ed Oliver does well. He's just got to stay on his feet, be balanced, and finish. And that's what it comes down to. So can we stay negative all day? Nah. Can we point out the obvious? Yes. But there's way more optimism in this signing. And I'm not going to go on that path and say, yo, he garbage, he dizzy, that, because he not. He's not. He's, he's just and that's where, move. it's a good segue, because Mike, my, I, 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 you know, me, we, you and I, we, we will say the things that others won't. I won't tweet it, because I don't feel like dealing with the reply. But I'll say <laughs> it on here, I, I love you guys, and it's fun to do it on here, because I can actually talk and not type it out. Yeah, I've had, th- I've had critics. I, I was a crit, I was, go back two years ago and find the footage of me talking about Dawson Knox. I remember you and me were sitting on here with Joe Marino and he was, t- I remember specifically, he asked us if we were in on, on Dawson Knox. I said, no, because the guy couldn't catch the ball. Mm. And you blinked and you, all of a sudden he was tied for the league lead in, in, in touchdowns at the, at the tight end position 
uh, two seasons ago. So big time, Rob. I've had things to say about everybody. I also wanted Josh Rosen instead of Josh Allen. Okay. I've been wrong a handful of times myself. Not about it. I've had my criticism on everybody. And, and I, oh, go ahead. No, and the thing is, and we can sit here and criticize the whole team. Sure. And this ain't going to be a show that you're going to want to listen to. Well, and believe me, when the season starts, you'll find, you'll, you'll find a week or two where that'll be happening. I promise. Be a week. Believe me, you guys oh. will. Listen, there's no question about it. Yeah. Right after the game, my, you know me, I get after it. And then no after I do get after it, Z-Bot's going to be on your ass on Monday. So uh, it's going to be one of those. It's not going to be one of those ones because we're going to be winning right. a lot of games this year. So I'm hoping that's but, the case. Yes. I wouldn't say we're cheerleading. And I want I want to go back to what he had, Mike had also said because he said, Said we're, you said we were cheerleading a bit about it. You also said that, yes, what does it have to do with Edmonds? I think it has a lot to do with Edmonds. You couldn't have kept both of them. There was no way that was going to happen, especially for the money that Tremaine Edmonds got from Chicago. I mean, I, I can't I, – I, good for him. The, the second I saw that money, man, I was like, damn, good for Tremaine Edmonds, right? I, it, it, every time, it's amazing. That will that will never leave you. That will never <laughs> I love you. it. I embrace it. I mean, it. that's going to be on your tombstone, man. That's going to be on your tombstone. It's incredible. It is amazing. But what I'm saying is, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm cheerleading tonight. I don't think I'm like, this is the best thing that the Bills have done this entire offseason. I'm just saying, like what you just said, and when I got done recapping not too long ago based on what Jeff King had said, I'm yeah. saying, based on all the factors involved, I think there's a lot more positives then there are negatives when it comes to this re-signing. I look at the money. I look at the potential. I also look at the fact that you would have to replace him with somebody else in addition to the fact that this defense is going to be needing a lot of replacements very soon. So I think for all the factors involved, this is nothing to be upset about. I also don't think it's anything to be like, oh, my God, thank God I can sleep tonight and Oliver got re-signed. I think right. we're dead in the middle here. I don't think and I think when you're in the middle, it's probably more of a positive thing. And here's the thing, we this, this, Mike Hart, Mike Hartle, Jeff King, and and whoever else and is is in there, and we're using that for now. When Ed Oliver gets you a two two sack game, three sack game, y'all gonna be cheering. Y'all saying woohoo! Y'all be all, you're gonna you're gonna be all over it. Thank goodness we signed him. So I know it's the off season, and it's a what have you done for me lately type of league. So what you remember is what Ed Oliver gave you last year, and I try, I honestly. Truly get that. At the end of the day, we got to keep rolling. And this season is going to be a new season. And you already know what it is. It's always an unsung hero that comes out of nowhere and balls out. Matt Milano was a baller last year. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this is going to be Ed Oliver's option. Turn to ball out. Maybe it's going to be Trey, Trey White's turn the ball out. You just never know. There's always that one unsung hero that comes through. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but you want to think to Rico right now. And I think it's just, this is just what it is. And, and I think, I don't know if right now it's, it's not a bad thing right now just because of the amount of talent that they have. But I think what people are searching for, this is what happens when you have, I think, I think, I think you want to know the other position I think is a casualty of this very often is the tight end position. Mm -hmm. You see Travis Kelsey and you see George Kittle and nobody else is that. So nobody else is worth money. How many times did we see, Dawson Knox contract get criticized the second Dalton Kincaid got drafted. It was immediately, oh, we just paid that. We just paid Dawson. He's not Travis Kelsey. Also, 99% of the players that have come through this league since its inception have not been Travis Kelsey, right? I think people look at the talent level on the defensive line over the last few decades and the money that it's commanded, and they think, well, Ed Oliver isn't that. 
So therefore, it's not worthy of a re-signing. Not everybody's going to be that. And right now, the Bills do not have that. Ed Oliver is just one example of a guy that Brandon Bean has tried to get to become that. Right now, the Bills do not do not have that guy, the guy, the Josh Allen, right, of the defense. Yep. But when you look at what they've done, think about what they have done defensively, statistically, and, is, and of course, what that has resulted in record-wise, record wise, without the guy. This defense, whether you want to believe it or not, because I know that it, sometimes it's hard to believe, and it's the same thing with the offense sometimes. You'll see a bad game or two, and it's tough to fathom. This defense has been one of the best in the league, like rhythmically, since Sean McDermott has been the coach of this team. And, and, and this is, this is going to be perfect because we're talking about rhythmically and how, how good this defense is. But guess what? We're going to have to lose some pieces, Bob. And yes. this is where the, the question is tough. We all know that we, we signed Leonard Floyd to one-year deal, about seven to nine mil. We'll mm-hmm. get the details in the next few days. But listen, folks, we got, some, we, got some bu- we got some bubble players, man. We got some guys on this squad that are on the bubble. And I'm going to tell you, last year, and, I, and I'm trying to remember, I think we kept nine defensive. defensive By the way, Mike uh, is killing me tonight. <laughs> everything we got, Mike's like, screw it. I'm on the other. But I, 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 I F with Mike That's because Mike, Mike he, he gets after it. He gets after I it, and it. I love every bit of it. Mike's my guy. You know what I mean? He's our guy. You know what I'm saying? And no, Mike, no. He, he keeps us honest. You know what I'm saying? What he says, Yo, you it wouldn't be like this if it wasn't for this. <laughs> That's what I love, this man. Jeff, Jeff King yeah. keeps us honest. You know what I mean? These, these folks keep us honest. And oh. if we're too negative, you know what I mean? You got to bring us back. You got to bring us back. And don't forget, at the end of the day, Bot and I are fans, man. We love the team so damn much. We just have happen to have a nice platform to talk about it and, and connect with y'all, right? So uh, that being said, that being said, we got to talk about who the heck is on the bubble. So Leonard Floyd on the squad. You got Ed, you guys. So let, let's let's run through this, this team right now, right, on who's on this team. So let's go with the edge. Let's go with the edge first, right? So Boogie Basham, you've got Greg Rousseau, you've got Von Miller, now you've got Leonard Floyd. Am I missing anybody on this line, on the edge of the line? So like right, right there in the trouble keeping up now. All of a sudden, listen, we, we're listen, we're at, we're at ninety men on the squad, man. So I mean, somebody's got to go. Somebody's yeah. going to have to go, and somebody's going to get a hurt. So uh, and somebody's going to get their hurt, their feelings hurt because they're going to be dropped. So the question is. Who's getting dropped? So I'm looking at this team, right? We got Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, AJ Epinesa. Then you got Ed Oliver in the middle, Daquan Jones, Puna Ford. You got, and this defense is, is looking good, right? And who am, I, who am I missing? We got Jordan Phillips. We got uh, uh, Shaq Lawson. Dude, there's, there, there, it's going to be tough, man. And who we can't retain everybody. It's just not going to happen. So it, I don't know if there's anybody that stands out. Don't forget, we brought in Shane Ray. Shane Ray trying to reinvent his career. He's trying to get back in the game. And and coach, defensive line coach Eric Washington was was praising the way he was he was coming about it. And it's just a matter of when things become instinct. He's not thinking about it, and he's back into it. So he's a dark horse to make this team. So Boogie, Greg, AJ, Shaq, Vaughn, Shane Ray, and now add in Floyd. And you say Jordan Phillips as well. Fam, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So to me, is there anybody that stands out to you that's on the outside looking in? Maybe Boogie Basham, just based on the 
Ooh. Maybe just based on the. <sighs> see, I don't know. I see the problem here is I don't also have the contract, the contracts in front of me to make it seem to, to scale it down. Yeah, I, I get that you. Makes it e- that makes it easier. But you're making a great point. I will say, though. And this kind of factors into what I talk about a lot when I talk about the difference between the, the chapters that I see the book of Josh Allen having. And I think that the new chapter is either already started or is about to start very soon. I think what, what you're talking about is definitely, pre- it's, it's prominent. It's also as prominent as the other issues that are going to be right down the pipeline that I don't want to look at right now because of what this team currently is. Because I know, and this goes back to me always trying to just say it like, like I see it. I know what this team is now, and I know what the potential of it could be not too far from now, whether it's great or not, on paper at least, and that's what we're talking about right now because that's all we know right now going into this next season. On paper, it's not going to look exactly... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit Credit card bill. Exactly like this to this extent where you're like, man, where you're like, damn. Yep. And when I, when I, when we're talking about like what you're talking about, where it's like, you know, it's, we're, you got to go here, right? I try to look at it as saying, and this, this is full circle to what I was pounding the table on like an hour ago. Savor this, right? Because there, this is, this is exactly what you're, what you're talking about is exactly what is going to be the main problem. Right. Yep. The main problem. And I think right now it's a problem you like to have because of the talent. But then all of a sudden it's going to be the problem that you're it's going to be the, the biggest Achilles heel. Right. So to, to what to what you're asking, I say, frankly, I don't care right now because what I'm looking at, especially defensively right now, how does skirty, man, pick a player and cut his ass. Who you cutting? You're going to have to. At least one. Uh, and it could be on the inside. could be on the outside. Somebody's got to go. We're looking to- at contracts, though, right? That's what that would. Do you have anything up right now? Like, isn't isn't um contracts aside, contracts aside. Was, and yes. it's just about the, the optics, right? You just bring in a guy that is known to get after it. Former first round pick, top 10 pick at that in Leonard Floyd. Yeah. He's got he's got a resume. Super Bowl champ. So like chances are he sticks. Yes. Well, you wouldn't have just nabbed him like you did if you right. Greg Greg Rousseau sticks. Von Miller sticks. Man, this is AJ Epinesa. Shaq Lawson. Epinesa is one that comes to my mind. Epinesa is one that comes to my mind. Do you keep the youth, or do you keep? Well, clearly they. That's this is the other thing that bugs me when we're talking about this. Clearly they find clearly they find value in both. Right, because you just saw within 24 hours, you re-sign that Oliver, you bring in the veteran. I, I would guess Rico, they would favor the youth. Bot, they're getting after your ass, man. They're saying Bot is choking. (laughs) 
I wasn't expecting this question tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to put you on the spot, man. This is a smoke break, right. man. Yeah, you're right. Tough along, baby. Let's go. Up. All right. I would say... I would say either... Tim said, you can go on the inside. Let me let me, let me, let me give you let me give you some pointers on the inside because it, it, it is a tough one. So you got Tim Settle, Puna Ford, DeQuan Jones, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. On the bubble, potentially you got Brandon Bryant that's already been cut, and you got Eli Anku, DJ Dale, free agent, and then you got Cortez Broughton. So we already know those guys. Yeah, those guys are already on the bubble. So give me one oh, of those. You, so we got we got folks saying, "Yo, bye bye, Boogie Basham." I'm like, man, that's are a you second. talking about cutting a guy that we know is better than what you're talking about right there? The already bubble guys? Or are you talking about just anybody? I'm talking about the guys that we know that they can play, but there's going to be a cap cap. Right, so I can't just bail out on one of the three guys you just said that I don't even know. No, 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 you ain't, I ain't going to give you that one. That's too easy, too easy, bro. So you want to answer Martinez? But he's got a trade cut, a defensive end. I would move Epinesa because he's on his contract year. So there we go. Okay, so that we got a little bit more there. Okay, there so I didn't know we that. need a defensive line after the season anyway. So you can go that route. Pretty much every one of these guys are on a one-year deal. Can I tell you, you something? Go ahead. I hate this question so much. I know you hate it, and that's why I got to ask it because these are the tough questions that we got to – we're going to have – at one point, we're going to have to talk about it, and then at one point, we're going to have to be able to say, hey, I told you he was going to get cut because I was right, and y'all need to listen to me, and y'all need to listen to Bob because Bob was right. I need you to answer that's the bot line. I gotta know that right there. That right there with the contract year. Yep. What what, are, what would Epinesa command from the Bills contract wise? I don't see that being a re-signing, in my opinion, based on what we've what has been delivered. If so, I gotta tell you, I'm glad. I don't know. I forgot who said that, but right now, based on that, that to me seems like the easy move. Contract year. I don't see Epinesa getting like I don't see a re a re-signing like we just saw with that out. Do, do you want an out for now? Yeah, I would take out on that. I okay, would take I'll, out. I'll give you the out because even Pierre says, yeah, this question is super early. No, I'm uh, saying I'm I would out. take out on Epinesa, I would say. Based okay, on you're out on Epinesa. There yeah, you go. If this year I just, if this year it's just whatever run of the mill contract year, I'm fine moving on from AJ Epinesa. Yes. And you know what? And and some folks are saying it's too early. Damn the too early nonsense. Because if you guys already know what it is, Epinesa, to me, I find that he had six and a half sacks last year. I think he's he's on the come up. We could even move him. Because if you think back and, and cut trade, I mean, this is just moving on from the squad. We had Daryl, 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 Daryl. Help me out. He went to the, we traded him to the Panthers. Uh, big Henderson. seven. Um, defense alignment. Help me out, folks. Am I not right there? Am I wrong on that? No, no, no. You, you're, you're, you're wrong on the play. Daryl Henderson was a, the the tackle we had. Help me out, folks. Daryl, and we sent him to uh, we sent him to the Panthers. Anyway, we traded him. We were able to move on from him and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, right, Daryl Johnson. Thank you very much. So yeah. I could see us moving off of Boogie Basham. Right, not because we're cutting them in and XYZ, it's just that we got Greg Rousseau and we brought in Greg Rousseau and both those gentlemen because we had Jerry, we had Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison, two aging players. So while these guys were going to be on the way out, we were going to bring in the youth. 
But then here comes Von Miller, here comes Leonard Floyd, and now we're in a conundrum. So to me, not because Boogie Bashman ain't it, I think it's because it's just you got no room. So to right. me, I find that we we find a trade partner with Boogie Basham. We get some trade capital because that's how Bean rolls, and we keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? So I we could stay on this topic all day, but we know we got to move on to the next. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. guy, Bob. Bob, did you want to – did you have any last words on this Leonard Floyd uh, bubble players and, and the addition of Leonard Floyd to the squad? Any last uh, words on it? I'm I'm just so stoked for this defense. That's my last words. I, I, think, I, you I know think what? the last 24 hours was very exciting. Right, man. And no, I think I, it I'm, I'm adds to an exciting offseason. This offseason, I think after after last year with the Von Miller sign, like last year was a very unexpected. I mean, can we just for a second talk about how insane last season was from the offseason? So you start, you start at the absolute trouncing of New England in the playoffs. Yeah. And you lead that into pre- top 10 playoff game all time. Bills are on the losing end, but everybody came away from that game saying, man, Bills are, I mean, they're just, it's the Bills and the Chiefs, right? You then follow that up with an offseason nobody expected. One of those Von Miller signings where, where I remember where I was. I mean, you always remember where he was, where you were. It was just one of those moments. That then leading to the most hype this team has I mean, maybe ever had it, it at least the last 25 years, right? This offseason just felt like it could not feel good based on not only the expectations of last year and how exciting the offseason was, yep. but also based on how shitty this last season ended and knowing that this, la- this offseason was going to be extremely tough to find a way to pull off in a way that was outdoing last year. Yep. I look at this collectively. This offseason has been tremendous. It is out. It's been solid. It is outweighed anything that I could have possibly have anticipated following the loss of the Bengals going into this offseason. I just have to say that this offseason compared to last year and all that went into it, I did not think that I would be feeling this good about where we're at right now leaving that that Bengals game. Because frankly, yeah. after that game, man, I, I, I hadn't been that sick as a fan in like, Bro. I mean, like a minute, man. Like, I mean, I, I had one of those moments where I walked into the Bach cave and I just looked at everything and I was just like, man, like, I feel like a damn fool right now. And I just knew that this offseason was going to be so tough to navigate based on the money, and then just based on the excitement that last year had, and it was going to be tough to touch that. I got to give credit to Brandon being in this organization, top to bottom. This offseason is completely outdone what I expected, and I've absolutely loved it. Brandon Brandon Bean certainly put his foot in this offseason. But you know what? Brandon Bean had a big offseason. He needed to have a big offseason. Let's keep it a buck here. We were praising him, uh, and as we rightfully should, but we were going to rip his ass if he didn't have a big offseason because – the way we ended the season, you needed to come back and bring it. You needed to come back and 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 hook us, hook us as a as a fan base to say no 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 guys don't give up on us now. We got a franchise quarterback, but let me work. Right? He brings in Sherfield, he brings in Hardy. So we're like, okay, uh, you, you you got our attention, but you really didn't really do anything for us, right? So then we're like, but he kept on telling us. 
It ain't going to be the offseason you think it's going to be. I got I have to really watch my wallet. So then the draft comes by and we bring in the best tight end in the game. Right. Arguably the best tight end. Now you've hooked us. Now you're like, oh, shit. This this offense is going to be a little different. Right. Trey White coming back. Micah Hyde coming back. Now you're starting to say, hold on a second. All right. Let, let's let's forget about last year and let's let's get back into the mode of this year. So that's why I'm with you, Bob. You're like excited. And yes. I'm excited with you. I'm excited with you. But, but Brandon Bean had to have this type of offseason. He had to bring in a letter Floyd. He had to bring in a Puna Ford. You know what I'm saying? He had How about to Damian things. Harris. Like, that's just another Damian one. Harris. He had to do those things. Yeah. If he didn't, yo, we would have been questioning your ass big time. Big time. But well, anyway. the question, think about the the barrage of questions that were fired the second that game hit that. I mean, that game was over at half. The questions were already coming in. The questions are of everybody. Being, I mean, I, I shit, the next day I was listening to pro football talk. You know, is it time to make significant moves here? That's yeah. where we were. Don't forget it. That's where we were four months ago. Yep. Right? McDermott, Bean, the whole thing. Those were questions being had. Now, do I think they were awfully valid? No. But they sure as hell weren't being had the year prior. That's for sure. The fact that they were even being had was something to be said, right? The excitement factor to get me where I'm at now, it was going to take a lot. And I think it was also going to take a lot of intelligence. It wasn't going to be a whole lot of like, oh my God, Von Miller. But it was going to be a lot of good, sound, fundamental front office work. That is exactly what we got. I mean, for God's sake, the draft, Bean not only crushed that, but the next day following the end of the draft, he signed Damian Harris. It was like the next day. He didn't wait a second. I think back to what you just said, Bean had to have an offseason where you're like, we are too damn good. We have invested way too much. Pardon my French, but fuck what just happened. Get in there. (laughs) Right? Because we're not going to let all we've worked for be represented like that so i got to get back in the lab and that's exactly what i think he's done from point a to point from all the way to z here i love it and we we have a very we have a very good team you know what i'm saying and and it's it's very easy to kind of forget the team that we have right it's kind of because we got we i felt like we got slaughtered by the Bengals, so it's 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 very easy to question who we have at corner question who we have at right tackle Question who we have on the interior line of the defense. Question who we have at linebacker. Question who we have under the headset. Right? It's easy because you when you get when you get your tail whooped, man, you questioned everything. So that's why this offseason is I big. I was questioning myself, Rico. My myself. goodness, man. I think we all were. We were. We had to that's sit right. there. You remember right. We had to sit on that old man's swing. You know what I'm saying? That at the retirement home. And we had to just really just sit there and just gaze into the and just like, yo, what are we doing here? Like, as a fan, you, you, you get that way. But it's a new year. It's a we got the window is wide open and uh, we've got we've got big potential. Now, this is an off topic schedule uh, off topic. This is the, this is off off the dome, but uh, relevant to what we're talking about, because we talk about how Brandon Bean had to have a big offseason. And this has been circulating and I, and I've alluded to it and it's it, it pertains McDermott and maybe, you know, where I'm going with this. Maybe you don't, 
But McDermott has had this team ready. Has He turned a team that wasn't supposed to make the playoffs his first year when he got here to making the playoffs, right? Then we draft Josh Allen, and, we, you know what I'm saying, we, we're supposed to build around Josh and so on and so forth. And now he's got us as one of the best teams in the game. But we still can't produce in the playoffs. Who you want to blame? Your choice. But I've been hearing this. Is McDermott's seat somewhat warm? And I bring this up because I don't think it's we're warm. Doing this, we're doing everything. Well, we're doing it today. And I, I was like, yo, we should just We're going to be out here for five hours. <laughs> so my thing is, is McDermott's seat warm? I don't think it's warm, but I certainly believe the chair is in the room and he's looking at it. And I'll tell you why. Because if you think about it, you got yourself a franchise freaking quarterback, a top five freaking defense, a top 10 offense, and you still can't get it done. You still can't get it done. Like, fam, there's there's no excuses for it. We've been knocking at the door for a minute now, and we can't let this go. We can't let this slide. So is he on the hot seat? I don't even call it the hot seat because he's not on the hot seat. But is his seat warm? Should he be kind of like, oh, shit, why'd y'all slide that chair in the room? I thought I was good. You know what I'm saying? So I pass that over to you, my guy, and I ask. Your thoughts on Coach McDermott and what he's done with his team and whether you, you feel it's warranted that this topic is even being broached. I got two opening statements on this. I love it. Let's hear it. To, to those who think it's not, the NFL on average rotates eight head coaches per offseason. Eight head coaches are either fired, retired, whatever and eight new ones are replaced. You do the quick math, that means every four years, the entire league is rotated. It'll shift. The entire league at the head coaching position, based on the numbers, not all, not every team, but just based on the numbers, that's how tough it is to retain a job. You can even look at the NBA here, right? Joel Embiid just won the MVP. Doc Rivers got fired because they couldn't win in the playoffs. Doc mm-hmm. Rivers has been a notorious, notorious head coach for being fired because he can't produce in the playoffs, right? He just had the MVP on his team. And because James Harden couldn't shoot in the, in the postseason, Doc Rivers loses his job. Mm. These positions, these head coaching positions, there's a reason they say it's the best, it's the worst, best job on the planet, the head coaching position. It's, tough. it's a dream job, man. Who the hell wouldn't want that? I mean, if you're qualified, right? If you're qualified to be a coach, who in the right mind would not want to be a head coach of a, of a national team, NFL, NBA, whatever? Once you get there, I mean, unless you're Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, you, you, you're not. Andy Reid was fired from Philadelphia. You could argue right now he is the best coach in the entire league. I don't even think it's an argument. Mm -hmm. Nobody's job is safe. And I got to tell you right now, I don't think Bill Belichick's job is safe. Just a couple of years after Tom Brady is no longer a New England Patriot. These jobs are incredibly tough to retain. And And the point you just made makes it this much tougher. I know. 
you have absolutely got to have a franchise quarterback to win in this league. So you don't even stand a chance if you're a head coach without that. But once you get that, the expectations are almost too astronomical that you're, you're almost burnt by the hand that feeds you. You're bit by the hand that feeds you. That's where they're at. I equate the seat to walking into a Bills game in a snowstorm. The seat is covered in snow, right? You wouldn't sit on it without taking the snow off. Throughout the duration of Sean McDermott's tenure in Buffalo, this seat has been covered in snow. There's no reason to even sit on it, right? There's no, there's no reason to even look at it right now. You're going to stand the whole game anyways, just leave the snow on there. To say that going into this season, after the way they exited last season, now with the additional pressure of him being the sole defensive play caller, without Leslie Frazier being the scapegoat, and I'm starting to think more and more that that was not the greatest ending in Buffalo with Leslie Frazier because it came out today that he was, for whatever it was, he was doing stuff with Green Bay, he was doing stuff with the Giants. I don't, we, I said this off the rip when he was initially saying he's taking some time off. I said, this is more weird than it is shocking. I don't know what, it wasn't shocking that Leslie Frazier wasn't around. Everybody was calling for his head, right? It was the way it ended. There's no more Leslie Frazier to rip on now for the 13 seconds. Or for Joe Burrow dicing you up at home. There's no way, there's nobody else but McDermott. Talk to him, but for that reason, absolutely, you're considering shoveling some of the snow off of that seat right now. But I also want to preface this. I want to say on both sides of the spectrum, one, is McDermott's seat right now at least lukewarm compared to what it's ever been? Absolutely. This is the most pressure that's been on him since he came in. When he came into this team, the quarterback of this team was Tyrod Taylor in the middle of a drought that had been going on nearly 20 years, okay? There was no expectations, none. And they still made the playoffs. And damn, Nate Peterman should have came in and beat Jacksonville, who should have beaten the Patriots in the AFC Championship and went to the Super Bowl. Nate Peterman! Right? That's what Sean McDermott came in and did. Right off the bat. You get, you get, Josh Allen, and this has been the best time to be a Bills fan since the 90s when I wasn't even a thought, man, right? Th- this is where we're at. Back to the hand that, that feeds you getting bitten a little bit here. The pressure's on because Josh Allen is no longer a pup. He has proven he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. They have proven over the last several years that they are one of the best teams in this league. If you look at the numbers, they're the third winningest or the second winningest team in the entire league over the last handful of seasons. So to say that right now with the amount of pressure on them combined with the way they exited last season and combined with the heartbreak that was the season prior, there is definitely some pressure. Now to circle back to what you had said earlier about not getting it done in the playoffs, this is what I want to say. And I want this to be remembered. I absolutely love Sean McDermott. I think not only is he a great coach, but he is an incredible leader of men. He is a class act and he represents this organization better than anybody you could possibly imagine. I absolutely love the guy. When we're talking about playoff losses, I want people to remember this. If Deshaun Watson doesn't get out of a surefire sack in one of the most improbable plays I have ever seen, ever, I still sometimes run that play back in my head. 
Deshaun Watson getting out of that sack late in that game. If that doesn't happen, potentially the Bills win a playoff game in that that year and they they go on and who knows, right? Who knows? If that doesn't happen, that's not a loss on the that's not a blemish on the record, right? You go into the Chiefs game the following season. I don't know how much can be put on McDermott knowing that that defensive line just, it didn't stand a chance. They could not touch Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think there was anything schematically they could have done in order to do so. They just couldn't do it because you saw the following week in the Super Bowl, the Bucs had the personnel and they were able to execute. I don't think it was anything schematically. The Chiefs, they, they dice everybody up. The Bills did not have what it took. And that's why they went out and got Von Miller. Right. You then go to the following year. They beat the Patriots in a historic game. One of the greatest performances in super or, or in, in playoff history, potentially the greatest. You could really argue it was the greatest. You then follow that up with potentially the biggest heartbreak of a loss you will ever see ever, ever. And if it was any other team, but the chiefs, if it was any other quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes, if it was any other coach but Andy Reid, the Bills win that game 100 out of 100 times. That game was the Bills to win. You can blame whoever you want on that one. McDermott deserves his share of the blame for sure. But that game, I don't know if you knock McDermott to the point of leveling him down like some people would want to based on that. And then that brings us to here, Rico. Last season, the problem is I'm looking at it based on the totality, and that's not what happens in this league. Mm -hmm. It's what are you doing for me lately? I look at what the body of work has been for McDermott, and it's been tremendous. The problem is the, the the last thing we remember is just an utter drubbing, man. There's no way to put it. They got their ass handed to them in a way that I could not have imagined. At home against the team that I think, and I get shit for this all the time, but I think has surpassed the Buffalo Bills in the AFC as the second best team, the Cincinnati Bengals. I just don't know where the argument stands right now to say that, that, that they're not. I just I don't see it. That was an utter embarrassment. So the totality, Rico, there shouldn't be a question. But the what have you done for me lately, based on what we just saw, yep. absolutely. Absolutely, it is a little bit warm, to say the least. To say it is hot would be an over-exaggeration. But to say it's not warm, you'd be lying to yourself. And and you couldn't have said, you couldn't have put it out there perfectly by by really going the, through the timeline. Yeah. Because at the end to. of the day, it's about playoffs. Playoffs? Yes. Yeah. It's about the playoffs, right? What you yeah. do with the regular season is great. You set yourself up in the regular season we were this close to having the number one seed and we 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 i mean circumstances circumstances happened we weren't able to get the job done whichever but like you gotta set yourself up in the regular season and then when the playoff comes let's roll and when you look at how we prepared ourselves for the dolphins game and we almost lose to skylar thompson and the miami dolphins Red flag went up. I was like, fam, you got to get your boys prepared. And you almost took an L to the Dolphins. Some folks might say, well, you you can't say almost. We got to win these close games. That's what matters. I understand that. 
But if you tell me I'm going up against a third string quarterback and I can't, I can't really make him, you know what I'm saying? Make him look a mess. You got a problem. That's a big problem. And then you go into the Bengals game and then you know what happened, right? It sets it up. So McDermott has to have these men ready for playoffs. And if you can't get the job done in the playoffs where it matters, decisions are going to have to be made. So is his seat warm? In my opinion, no. But he's looking at it. It's in the room. It is in the room. And if you don't turn this thing around, especially because you're running this defense, you're running this team, this is your baby, fam. That 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 seat is going to be hot next year. Whether you whether you win 14 games or you win 12 or nine, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be hot next year because people keep talking about, oh, you might be wasting Josh Allen's window. The Josh Allen window might be closing. Guess what? That, like you said, you said eight jobs get rotated. You know how many coaches would love that opportunity to come in to Buffalo when the team is already pretty much set and you just gotta, you just have to. You know what I'm saying? Turn that, turn that thing around and get that win in the playoffs. Bro, they're just waiting. So, McDermott, you got to win it, man. You got to win this bitch. I'm telling you. So, is it hot right now? Nah. Well, is the seat in the room? Heck yeah. And he's staring yes. right at that bitch. Let's talk about also, because you got to remember, I, I wanted to paint the whole picture because these things aren't going to be remembered. They're not even remembered now. You think they're going to be remembered right now, a year from tonight? You think they're going to be remembered then? Hell no. Let's also factor in the AFC this year. I mean, how many times do I have to say it on here? I get crap for it all the time. I, I, I don't know why. I really don't know why because it is just so inevitable. This conference is insane. It is insane. Yes, it and is. the division is as good as it's been since, since Brady left. This division is not a walk to a title again. It's not. The Jets are loaded, man. And even, even a just a, I mean, you saw what the Dolphins did. Who was playing quarterback? I think Pierre was playing quarterback in that playoff game. And they should have won it, okay? If Tua just stays healthy and can get the ball out of his hands to Waddle and Hill, that offense is lethal. And, and, and we all know that you know, Miami, it's just, they're a team right now that, you know, they, they're they not an easy out at all. That's just the division, much less what else is going on in the conference. So when I'm talking about right now, what you also have to factor in is not only how last year ended, but how tough this season's going to be. I then compounding it with the fact that there's no other scapegoat. It is just McDermott. So if something like the Bengals game happens this year, or even the 13 seconds, I think the majority of the blame on the 13 seconds, and this comes from myself included, I think a lot of that was on Leslie Frazier. Now, I think McDermott shares a lot of that blame as well because at the end of the day, he is the head honcho. He could have stepped in. How somebody didn't step in? Hell, I wanted to step in. I wanted to jump through my TV and say, hello, hello. We don't need a Hail Mary here, folks. Why are we playing prevent? Mm. How many times do I have to say that? I don't know. But don't get yourself worked up. Well, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, based on the trajectory of the NFL and, and what we know of it, and then combining that with all the factors at hand right now, this is as big of a year for McDermott as he's had, and it's not even remotely close. And you, you know full and well that he knows it. You know, and you know what? And, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to topple on top of this and say, 
Bean did his job. I didn't have a lot of money, Sean. But with the little money I had, with the shuffling around and the moving things in and borrowing from Paul and stealing from Peter and doing whatever I need to do, I've given you a pretty damn good roster. I've pretty much flipped it tiny bit, but you got your major pieces still. So now it's on you. Get us over the hump and bring the Lombardi to Buffalo. That's what it comes down to. Now we could stay on this topic. One more thing, though. Just one more thing. I want to say this. Yeah, jump in. I want to say this. It's just because you just said it, and I just have to say this. Winning the, this is not win the championship this year, McDermott, or you're gone. No. What I said from the beginning, because I, I had this, I had this conversation. I think I had this conversation right after the Bengals game and then right after the departure of Leslie Frazier. You cannot have that mindset because if that was the mindset, you're never going to be happy at all. And frankly, I mean, here we are. Are we ever happy as Bills fans? I mean, it's tough. We've been happier than we ever have been, but it's, it's still tough. Even after a great year last year, it ended in utter misery, right? As it always does. But you have to remember, the odds of winning the Super Bowl this year, uh, like every year, they're dramatically small. With that said, it's all based on the performance. They didn't show up against Cincinnati. That happens again. The conversation is more than warranted. It's more than warranted. Absolutely. But if you go out there again and you lose a game like the Chiefs, where it's just like you look at it and you're like, man, like what else could you have done, right? Like, I mean, then then there's no question on McDermott. There's no, no. But this year, it's a huge prove-it year, and he's got a lot on his shoulders. We're all watching. We're all watching. Um, you know what? You know what else we're all watching there, bot. Let me hear. Uh, and this is and this is a, a perfect segue. Um, listen, folks. Rumor has oh, it. My, my favorite topic. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Ooh, rumor freaking has it. <laughs> rumor has it. I'm the one she's leaving you for. <laughs> rumor has it. Josh Allen is going to be on the cover of Madden 23, baby. 24. 24. Is it 24? I always mess that up, right? It confuses me, too. It confuses me, too. So, Madden 24. Let me bring that down. I get up. Madden 24. How do we feel about it? Are we are we all in on this? Oh, you are really we, are, do we feel tonight. safe having our quarterback as the guy that's supposed to be on this on this cover? I don't know, man. We're we're to be cursed. Is the Madden curse for real? But how do you feel about it? Are you all in on this? Are you going to be buying Madden? Oh, my God. I'm the yeah. biggest sucker I, on the planet. I, already I know. You're just going to buy it just to put it there. And I say, they you know what? I got Johnson. Peterman on the cover of that. I already have that thing pre-ordered for launch night. <laughs> I have never been more in on anything in my life. If you find this as an issue, you got some self-reflecting to do because everything you've wanted this team to be is here and it's being represented that way. You not liking this is completely contradicting everything you've ever wanted this team to be, everything you've ever wanted this team to be represented as. I have had every Madden since the PlayStation 1. And I remember as a kid, vividly thinking, there is never going to be a Buffalo Bills player that will ever, ever be in the, be in the realm of, of possibilities of being on this cover, right? 
Because at that time it was it was Favre and it was Brady and it was Roethlisberger and it was Manning and it was just like the Bills. This this is, I mean, this is this this is a cold day in hell before this happens, right? It is here. It is here, right? You got a guy in Josh Allen, and I'm not going to get into the personal life with him at all, but what I will say is you have a guy in Josh Allen who not only is one of the best quarterbacks in the, in, on the planet, we're talking an A-list celebrity where, where, yeah, we all know now he is dating a movie star, uh, an, a, a singer, a, a major celebrity. Like, could you imagine J.P. Lossman out on the town Getting the paparazzi on him, right? Could you imagine Trent Edwards, paparazzi following him around, trying to figure out what he's doing on a Saturday night? Kelly Holcomb. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, God. I, I heard EJ Manuel is going to be on the cover of Madden 09. It, no. Folks, it, it is here. And if you find an issue with that, then I think you're finding an issue with everything the Bills have become. I don't see how you could possibly see this as a negative. I think this is an utter an utter cornerstone of an example that represents how far these bills have come and, and, and what they have entered into. When you look at if this happens and it'll be announced Wednesday. If this happens, I want you to think about this. That is the highest selling sports game on the planet. The Buffalo bills quarterback will be on the cover of it. When you look Ooh, at that game, that thing's it'll be the quarterback of the bills. When you launch that game, because every time you open up the game, the cover athlete is on the initial graphic. That'll be the Buffalo Bills quarterback on that graphic. Rewind yourself to 2017. Could you have imagined that? Could you have imagined that? You would have been on your knees praying to everything holy that you would have had the chance to put that into reality. And it is a reality. As far as the curse, it's a bunch of bullshit. And I'll also say this. If you think that's a problem, who cares? We're already cursed. The <laughs> Buffalo Bill, it, I mean, it, 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 it is synonymous with curse. Maybe this reverses the curse. I think that's the only other way to look at it. Reverse the curse. Because if it is a curse, Rico, what's one more? What's one more curse? <laughs> reverse if, the curse. That's what we got to do, it, man. We went to four straight Super Bowls and took an L. Freaking quadruple L. Curse. Damn, this curse. Madden cover is just going to turn things around. It's, I, Reverse curse, baby. I, I tweeted this out when we heard about it, and I think this is the best way to explain it. Just this one sentence. Everybody wanted a friend. Just based on the comments, I was seeing the comments. I couldn't believe it. I'm still seeing it. Everybody wanted a franchise quarterback, but they don't want the things that come with it. And what comes with it oh, is the it. stuff that's been happening. Uh, we've seen it. it. And, and it's all depending on what you get involved with, whatever. And we all know what I'm talking about. It's all depending on what you want to look at. But the fact of the matter is that's what this is what comes when with, with your quarterback, the best one of the best players on the planet, being that good. You are an A-list celebrity. This is what comes with it, right? Everybody wants the guy, but they Talk also to just want him to sit home and, and not, you know, like not be. Sit sit home and have a beer and eat chicken wings and go to the stadium and throw the pigskin around. Now, you got a bona fide star in Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? You got a bona fide star in Josh Allen. He just, he's too big for the city. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens when you have a star. 
Now, we're lucky that he's humble enough. And I I, I, I say that with, with uh, you're saying I, I, he is, he is. <laughs> you know, I'll, you, I'll, I'll stick to it. I think he's, 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 he's humble enough to be in this type of city because that's, that's just, that's what he's, that's what he's known for. But like you said, when you have a franchise quarterback, these come to your franchise quarterback. These are the things that come with this franchise quarterback. For crying out loud, we're about to get a new stadium. You got a franchise quarterback. You got a freaking brand new stadium coming to town. What more do Bills? You we gonna complain about that too? Too much limelight on us. Shipped to Toronto a decade ago. (laughs) This team was gonna be a two-hour drive from you a decade ago. I'm saying, and now you got the cover of Madden as your quarterback. Do we not forget that this team was in the hands of Bon Jovi for like thirty seconds a decade ago? Trump was about to buy the team too. Golly, so there are. So we should be embracing this instead of. (laughs) Uh, Josh Allen, he's too much in the limelight now. He's his head's gonna be too big because he's dating a celebrity, fam. He is a celebrity. Y'all get do, doesn't he have the key to the city? Golly, I'll give him one. I don't even have one. <laughs> I'll, I'll go down to the Walmart. They got those let that brother, let him. that brother live. I'm telling you, man. And you said it, bot. Listen, I can't, I can't say it any better. This is what comes when you have a franchise quarterback. What did y'all expect? This here's, is another, here's a perfect example. Another perfect example. And, and, and it, it, no, it bugged nobody more than me. Aaron Rodgers pissed me off more than any athlete has in some time over the last couple of seasons. The way he handled Aaron Rodgers do to you. Just, just, the, just the way, because I, I, I look at Green Bay fans similar to how I look at the Bills, uh, just based on the proximity of the team to the city and, and the way that it's so small and, and, and uh, the, the loyalty. He was just, he was a constant story, right? But you want to know why he was a story, even though it bugged the hell out of me and I just thought it was ridiculous and I felt bad for Packers fans. You want to know why he was a story? First ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play the game. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't, nobody would give a damn if he said, I got immunized. Nobody would give a damn if he was going to the darkness retreat. Nobody would give a damn if he didn't want to play for the team. The reason everybody cared, the reason everything the guy said was a top storyline was because he is one of the greatest of all time. Mm. You are looking at it right now, potentially, in Buffalo. So what I'm saying is there's going to be times where there's going to be things where you're just like, oh, man, this is a tough thing to deal with, especially in a small town in Buffalo, Josh Allen being involved in things that aren't with football. So that, that, that's going to be a reality. The one thing that shouldn't bug you is the guy being on the cover of, the, of Madden. Because that is all that's right with what's going on right now. It's all that's right that's going on with the Bills. But five words, man. It comes with the territory. <sighs> when you have a star in Josh Allen, those things come with the territory, right? More spotlight is on the Bills. I'll tell you right now, and I, and I don't wish it on Josh whatsoever. Let's just say Josh says, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing that... that uh, for Legend Frazier said, I'm going to take a, a year away from the, from the team because I'm dealing with some shit. You wouldn't hear from me for a year. Do you think <laughs> you wouldn't would give a damn about the freaking Bills? They'd, they'd call us the same old Bills back at it again. You feel me? So embrace what we got in Josh Allen crying out loud. And while we're embracing it, shit, hopefully he can give us, he can bring us a couple championships to come with it. Yes, sir. Yeah, you gotta man. just say this too. You gotta just say this. Marino didn't give the Dolphins a championship. 
You can't mention the Miami Dolphins without bringing up Dan Marie. Damn right. The guy saved the franchise, even if it's just the last five seasons. How many times do I got to bring up examples of what this was? Of what this was? It was an absolute living nightmare. And even if the guy doesn't go and win it, every year you got a chance to do it. Every year. And and look, no one's going to be more upset and bummed and sick to their stomach than me if he doesn't go and get one, right? But man, we wouldn't even stand a chance to be in the game if it weren't for that guy right now. And, and I'm going to say this, man. It, we don't have we can't we don't have to go too far back because there once was a a budding star in Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, the Florida boy, comes through and he was that dude, man. He was that dude in Buffalo. But times times are different now. You know what I mean, cameras everywhere, phones everywhere. Like social media is, is is propping cats up to higher levels. So we gotta embrace this, man. So Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden, boy, let us embrace it. You also said something that I thought was a great point. And I don't even think you really, you were just kind of saying it jokingly, but I thought it was a great point. You said, stay at home and eat chicken wings and hang out. That is because, I mean, Buffalo is not LA, right? It's not Chicago. It's not New York City. So that's what we, that's Buffalo. It's a small working class town, right? Chicken wings, Niagara Falls. There's a reason why every time you're on the primetime game, you got the B-roll shot of the guy flipping the wings and the sauce. You got the B-roll shot of the falls, man, right? You don't got the B-roll shot of the Hollywood Boulevard. You don't got the B-roll shot. You're right. We're building, man. So everybody assumes in Buffalo. Yo, Bot was on a roll. Bot was on a roll, and he's right. Anytime... That they're 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 playing some footage of Buffalo. If it's a Monday night game, it's a Sunday night game. It's a shot of the falls. He's right. It's a shot of the B roll shot of chicken wings being flipped over. You know what I'm saying? Fans walking to the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Drinking the tailgate. So I I know where Bot was going with this. So it comes a time where bump all that, bump all that, and let's let's embrace this new wave. Let's embrace this. This new way of, you know what I'm saying, the new wave that these, these new era Bills are bringing to, to, to the NFL. The, the Bills are hot right now. And let's, let's freaking embrace that shit. Let's embrace it. Enough of this, um, we don't want that. How many, uh, the, uh, uh, the amount of, the amount of primetime games we have. Too many. What do you mean? How many times were we saying, oh, man, we only have two primetime games? What? The Jets have six? Why are the Jets? Ha- Why are the Cowboys constantly? Ha- Fam, embrace that shit. We got six primetime games. Be happy about that. Everybody's watching your squad. Do you remember? Do you remember just five short years ago prior to that? Let's go beyond that. Ain't nobody checking for the Bills. Nobody was checking for the Bills, man. We're sitting here trying to ask for relevancy. Just give us one primetime game, please. Just one. We were content with just one. Remember that? Don't, don't y'all remember that shit? We were just content with just having one primetime game, and it was a Thursday night. <laughs> yes, we got the Thursday night. We Thursday night football. Are we wearing our color reds? Our color? Come on, son. Our rush. Our color rush jerseys. Fam, 
it wasn't that long ago. So the fact that we are now at six, seven games, seven primetime games this year, fam. Man, come on now. Embrace that shit. My man Bot was, was onto something, man. He was about to cook. The Matrix was like, nah, fam, you ain't about to cook him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let him cook, let him cook, let him cook. But the Matrix was like, nah. He's got to fix his internet. <laughs> He's going to come back and give it to us, man. But folks, we got to embrace this, 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 uh, this, this light that the bills are in because, shoot, these things don't last. I, I, sometimes I'm sitting there, man, like, I'm 38, right? And I've been, like, watching these bills for, like, you don't realize until, like, yo, I've been a fan for, like, 20-odd years. Like, that's a long-ass time, right? And at one point, we're going to have to go through this again where Josh gets older, you know what I'm saying? He's not the same. And or or we we feel like he's not, you know what I mean? He's not performing the way we need to. We need to move to the young buck. And then we're back at it again on restarting. So I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that just yet. I'm in the moment right now. I'm in the moment. I'm taking it all in. If Josh Allen has to be on the on the cover of Madden, shit, let's go. And he is gonna be on the cover of Madden. Brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. You know what it is. Shameless plug. But embrace it, man. If Josh Allen is dating a celebrity, man, embrace that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's six primetime games. Embrace that shit. New stadium coming to Buffalo. Embrace that shit. I don't want to embrace the high prices, though. (laughs) I do not want to embrace that. But we're going to have no choice. We might have to take a damn second mortgage out to get some tickets to go to these damn games. But we need to embrace that shit. So, folks, be in the moment. Be in the moment and enjoy these bills because we could easily go back to 2012, 2007, 2003. You know what I'm saying? 2014. We could easily go back there. Right now, we're in 2024. We're going into 2023, going into 2024. Yo, let's, let's embrace it, man. And game one against the Jets. We got to handle the Jets. But anyway, Madden cover it. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm copping Madden regardless. And I copped Madden last year, and I think I played it maybe 10 times. 10 times maybe. But it's not about that. I've been, I've been buying this thing since day one, since on the freaking Genesis. I've been playing that thing since the Genesis, my G. You know what I'm saying? So it, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond that. So this is just a, this is like a ritual. I got to buy the Madden. And now the fact that the Buffalo Bills are on the cover, how do you not? How do you not? I'm, man, I'm copping that thing. No question about it. And just because, just because we like that, we want we want to get to 30,000 subscribers. We really do want to get to 30,000 30, subscribers. We might even cop Madden and give one up, whether it's a PC Madden or it's an Xbox Madden, or it's a PS5 Madden. I don't know who's rocking still, who's still rocking the PS4. If you are, shame on you. You know what I'm saying? It's time to upgrade. But nonetheless, I'm embracing everything about this Madden team. And now, we're going to cook everybody on live. You know what I'm saying? We get on there. We might even have to bring that back. You know what, Pierre? Yo, Madden this year, let's bring it back. Simulation season. Cop that Madden. And have a simulation season. And let's see how this thing goes out. Off season again. We're going to bring that shit back. Why not? It's a lot of work. I know. 
But shoot, that'd be fun, right? See how our team plays out. So, folks, Madden to the cover. Josh Allen to the Madden cover. Let's roll, man. If it's the Bills, let's effing roll, man. Let's go. Last topic of the night. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not really a topic per se. And this was going to be a bot topic. Uh, but until bot can... And I'm, I'm sure he's messaging me right now to let me know what's going on. Either all his, all his stuff is messed up. I'm going to find out right this second. Because uh, <laughs> he was supposed to be talking on a subject that I wanted to learn about. I wanted to know everything about it. But uh, it turns out that he might, not be, he might not be coming back. So if that's the case, we're going to have to save it for tomorrow. Because I told you, I'm getting together with my man Bob. And we're going to do that day. But anyway, last topic of the night. And uh, I'm going to play this clip here. And uh, I want y'all to, I want your thoughts on this clip that I'm about to play for y'all. And that, that, that might be how, not we end the show, but we might, we might kind of, you know what I mean? End it on, on a positive note, but I want to listen to this. I want, I want y'all to listen to this. So hang tight while I play this clip for you and tell me what y'all thoughts are. I'm with you, Bart. He has to duel with these other guys, with these other killers that are in the, in the AFC as far as the quarterbacks are concerned. Whether that means meeting Joe Burrow again, whether that means dealing with Patrick again, whether that means dealing with Josh Allen, whether that means dealing with, and yeah, Aaron Rodgers, and yeah, I'm going to say it, whether that means dealing with Tua, because you're going to deal with Tua, because Miami's going to win the AFC East. So yeah, he's going to have to deal with all these guys. I beg your pardon, Mr. Lewis Riddick. Miami's going to win the AFC East. Motherfucker, are you drunk? It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? It is not happening. I mean, I, I, as much as I say this AFC East is going to be a tough one and the AFC East is going to be a dogfight, which it will be, but I'll be damned if you think that Miami freaking Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. Shame on you. Shame on you. You got the best quarterback in the division, and I'll be damned. And, the, and he said it with such conviction. The Miami Dolphins, man, you better sit your black ass down because it's not going to happen. Now, it is going to be a fun AFC East. Ain't, there's, there, there ain't going to be no break. There's not going to be no blowouts. Everything's going to be tight. Everything's going to be calculated. Everything's going to be, it's about who makes the right call. Boy, oh boy. He was talking about Lamar Jackson <laughs> and he slipped in Tua and the Miami Dolphins win the East. What? Where'd that come from? You had to slip that in there, didn't you, Mr. Bucky Brooks? I say Bucky Brooks. Lewis Riddick. Bucky Brooks would never say something like that. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. And I, I, wanted to, I wanted to end on that because it's just, it brings us back into the competitiveness of being a fan, the competitiveness of having friends that are Dolphins fans, Patriots fans, Jets fans, and you name it. You know I mean, Every, everybody's got a buddy that is a fan of one of the teams in the in the east so it's gonna be mad fun so folks listen you guys have been fantastic if you guys enjoyed this show do me a favor do zbot a favor smash that like before you get out of here if you have not subscribed to the channel do us a favor subscribe subscribe to the channel hit that bell notification so you know exactly when we are going live we will give you something a little special in the next coming days and I'm back at it again on Friday. Hopefully, we can have a special guest that will join us. And uh, we, will, we will go. We will do it again. If you guys enjoyed the Bot and Rico live, the Rico and Bot live, the 10 of the two-man team, if you guys enjoyed this, 
Smash that like even more. And you know what? Show us the support and let us know on social media. Be like, yo, we like the Rico and Bot show. We need more of that. Let us know. We'll try to make it happen. Problem is, we have such different schedules. <laughs> it's very difficult to make it happen. But one of these days, we will make that thing happen, and maybe it'll be a mainstay. But until we make that happen, you're going to get myself, you're going to get my man Rev that's going to be joining us uh, and coming back and trying to get things going. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure that we, we handle business the way it's supposed to be and give you guys the goods. And last but not least, man, we always, always thank you guys for tuning in and showing us love and, uh, and, and supporting us, man. It really is dope. And if you want to continue to support the BF, the BF crew, Buffalo Fanatics, listen, supportbf.com. It's really that simple. Everything that you need to go to know is right there from the articles to the merch uh, to joining the, the subscription pay. All that stuff is right there and uh, hit us up. And uh, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, hit me up on Twitter. It is Rico underscore BF underscore. And uh, we go from there. So you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. We appreciate you. We'll bring you the goods um, shortly, man. I'm just, just hang tight and we'll bring you the goods and uh, we will go from there, folks. So until next time, folks, you guys have yourself a great evening. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. It's your boy Rico. Listen, my man Z-Bot was around. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side, folks. Until, uh, until next time, we gone. Have yourself a great night. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. God willing. Let's go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.